0: A reading from the gospel according to Luke, chapter 23, verses 33 through 43. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus, there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching Deriding him and saying, are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. This is the word of the Lord. Dear God, take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. Take our hearts, we pray, and do with them what only you can do. Amen. Good morning. I bring you all greetings from just down Grace Street from your brothers and sisters in Christ at St. Paul's Episcopal Church. It is a pleasure to take part in this trio of pulpit swaps among member churches of the Downtown Community Ministries, DCM. It is a pleasure And it is an honor to be in the pulpit of Second Presbyterian Church, Richmond. In many ways, I think of St. Paul's and Second Pres as fraternal twins, the Episcopal twin and the Presbyterian twin. Our churches were established and built within just a few years of each other, played a similar role in that chapter of Richmond's life known as the Civil War And when roughly a century later, many churches began to move westward away from downtown, we both stayed. And we stayed with a commitment to being a witness as well as to serving in the heart of the city. Today, our churches are both known for our commitment to downtown Richmond and our commitment to social justice. It is indeed a pleasure to be here with you and an honor to stand in this pulpit where my friend Alec Evans serves as pastor. I will tell you there is not a pastor in Richmond I admire more than yours. And as a sign of respect for my friend Alec, while I'm not usually bald, in homage to him, I figured it was the least I could do. That's friendship. <laughs> Plus, I thought I could pull, off, pull that off, so to speak, a little more easily than doubling the length of a typical Episcopal sermon. So I hope you'll excuse my Episcopal brevity this morning. I also want to thank you for your warm welcome. Catherine has been wonderful, and Ginger. And I must say, it was just. Wonderful, and what hospitality that you would arrange that the person, the first person to greet me this morning, I grew up with her in Columbia, South Carolina, Helen Bell Adams. So that certainly is hospitality, really. Thank you all. Thank you all. The buck stops here, a phrase made famous by a sign that sat atop Harry Truman's desk in the Oval Office. The story goes that a prison warden gave it To President Truman, as a gift, a prison warden who was also an avid poker player. Get it? The buck stops here. Where the buck stops? It is an age old and perennial question. Where does the buck stop? Who really is in charge? The crowd? Pontius Pilate, the high priest, Caesar, Jesus? Are you not the Messiah, they ask? Messiah or Christ, a title reserved for the kings of Israel. Is he a king? But what kind of king? Simon and the rest of the zealots take that at face value and arm themselves. But others know that that is just too easy. They know that his kingship is something else, is of a different character. Today we celebrate the feast of Christ the King. Some of our feasts, some of our great celebrations in the life of the church, some of them are ancient, while others are of more recent vintage, each in their own way having arisen in response to the spiritual and pastoral needs of God's people. Originally a Roman Catholic feast, Christ the King has gradually been taken up by Christians of many stripes, including Presbyterians and Episcopalians in some quarters referred to as Reign of Christ Sunday. Today, the official name for Roman Catholics is Feast of Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. So, when and how did this day in the Christian calendar originate? Well, with the rise of nationalism and secularism early in the last century, Pope Pius XI from his perch in, Vatican, in the Vatican City, sensed deeply something dark and dangerous, something inhumane emerging across Europe. In Germany, Adolf Hitler published Mein Kampf, and in Italy, Prime Minister Benito Mussolini began referring to himself as Il Duce. It was in that same year that Pius instituted the feast of Christ the King as a way of saying, as a way of asserting, as a way of proclaiming the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God. That it is God who is in charge. That it is God who will show us how to live together. That it is God and only God who can make things right. That it is in God and nowhere else that we will find true peace and purpose and fulfillment under the sovereignty of God, under the reign of God, in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, that is what Second Presbyterian Church is about. That is what St. Paul's Episcopal Church is about. And that is what each of the churches in downtown Richmond is about. We are not merely a group of well-meaning, like-minded people trying to make the world a better place. We are about bringing in the kingdom of God. Of God. Yes, the buck stops with God, with Christ the King. Indeed, it does. And yet, this King of ours, this King to whom we have committed ourselves, he empowers us. He empowers us to help bring in the kingdom. We, together as Christ followers, we are a beachhead. We are a beachhead for the kingdom of God. God is working out his will here, in and through our lives, mine and yours. What that means is that we don't merely proclaim and celebrate the sovereignty of God. We actually live it. We don't merely tell of the love of God. We act it out through the walk-in ministry here at Second Presbyterian and at Chimborazo School. We don't merely sing about the joy of God. We embody it in Sunday worship. We don't merely pray about the hope of God. We manifest it through Philippines relief and in countless other ways, large and small, daily, hourly, moment-by-moment, The kingdom of God. It is this kingdom, God's kingdom, that you speak of, the people of Second Presbyterian, in words I find refreshing on the cover of your bulletin each week and your mission statement. We are called to be a witness to and for the world of the new reality. That God has made available to all people in Jesus Christ. The new reality made available to all people. This new reality breaking in, this new reality already and not yet, this new reality becoming and yet still to come, this new reality, God's kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in downtown Richmond as it is in heaven, at 2nd Pres and at St. Paul's, in our lives, mine and yours, today, here and now, as it is in heaven. Yes, 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 thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. I'll close with some words from the present Pope that I have come to love so much. I've joked about getting them tattooed on my arm. (laughs) I'm kind of kidding about that. (laughs) (laughs) And those words are Ask Jesus. What he wants from you. And be brave. Let us pray. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Give us all that we need. Give us the courage, the wisdom, and the strength to be the people you call us to be. That little by little, through us, your kingdom would come. Indeed, good Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.